All right, happy Monday, everybody. And I just want to say at the start of this week that working makes me tired. And I'm not the only one, apparently. Take a listen. Just working makes me so exhausted that I don't have time either. <laughs> I feel you, girl. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to remind you guys, it doesn't matter if you're tired. Get to work and get to work now. Because guess what? In New York City, they are launching a $53 million program to give prepaid debit cards to migrants to spend at bodegas. Yeah, because they want to cater to their quote-unquote culturally relevant diets. So yes, get to work, ladies and gents. But it's not all bad news on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, because at first I'm going to show you the most hilarious propaganda video that I think America has ever produced, courtesy of CNN. So let's have a laugh. All that and more today coming up on Candace Owens. You know, one of my favorite things to do, because sometimes it feels like time is moving too quickly, is to just pause and reflect on things that are just objectively hilarious that was not so hilarious at the time when it initially happened. And of course, the exercise of going back to revisit American propaganda is one of my favorite. I think namely because I grew up, and I'm sure you grew up as well, just thinking that we didn't engage in propaganda. Oh, we learn about it in our textbooks, but there's no way that we would be doing this here. We're a free country. Our news tells us the truth. And obviously, none of us believe that anymore, which is why the mainstream media has virtually collapsed and people would rather listen to alternative and independent voices. But I have to show you guys this clip because it's amazing. It's just from one year ago. Obviously, we all remember uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine and suddenly everybody put the flags in their profile and we were just told that this was going to be super winnable and super fast and that Russia was going to be crushed, namely by sanctions. Remember, they were like, we are no longer playing ball with Russia. They can kiss the dollar goodbye and that is going to crush their economy. Look at this actual segment that aired on CNN a little over a year ago. Take a listen. A stunning image coming out of a Russian grocery store. Anti-theft tags seen on the lids of canned beef and pork. And we can't independently verify exactly when and where the photos were taken, but they seem to be yet another example of how the West sanctions are impacting ordinary Russians. And it comes as the Biden administration says Russia's economy is plunging into recession and getting crushed by crippling inflation. Okay, there's so much happening there, and we should definitely unpack it slowly. First and foremost, this woman is very clearly an actress. She starts off a little bit of music, doom, stunning image. What is so stunning about an image of an anti-theft tag, okay? We have those all over America. We have them at the pharmacy. We have them at stores. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Walgreens. Everybody has anti-theft these tags in America. So why would it be so extraordinary that they might also be in Russia? But then she says that she cannot independently verify where or when (laughs) photos were taken. In other words, she doesn't even know if this is from Russia. So what are you doing as a journalist? How could I just throw up a photo on the screen and be like, no, I can't independently verify where or when this photo was taken. Where did you get it from, lady? Oh, you didn't get it from anywhere. You got this from your producers because this is a propaganda arm. 
And of course, the news piece that they were running as the mouthpiece for the government was to suggest that it's okay that they're going to extract more tax dollars from Americans because, look, Russia is suffering. The tax dollars have been effective. We don't know where they're going or why they're going, but Russia is very close to the end. Russia is struggling. It's over for Russia. The sanctions are working. So, yeah, it's crazy to look at that when they're trying to problematize what probably is just an image out of a grocery store that they found online in Russia. That is how far the propaganda went. But we have an update for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, in case you just need to further understand and further recognize just how absurd the propaganda has gotten. They're now admitting that the sanctions have been an abject failure. So she told us that the sanctions were working well. Check out this Yahoo News headline where they are now acknowledging that in 2024, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is predicting that Russia's economy is just going to be doing great. The article reads, Russia's GDP is expected to rise by 2.6% this year, more than doubling the pace that IMF predicted back in October and slightly lower than the 3% expansion expected in 2023. The 1.5% increase is the largest for any other country listed in the IMF's World Economic Outlook. Incredible. Russia is doing great. Of course, the article moves on to say, these predictions raise new questions about the effectiveness of Western sanctions in undermining Russia's and undermining Russia's economic revenues. In other words, we completely lied to you. We knew we were lying to you, but we thought that if we kept repeating the lies to you enough that you guys wouldn't wake up to the fact that once again, we are engaging in another overseas money laundering operation because that's what it always is. We're just having our money laundered. We're being told to feel bad. Oh my God, don't you feel bad for the Ukrainian children? Oh my God, don't you feel bad for the migrants at the border? Oh my God, don't you feel bad for what's happening over in Israel? Feel bad and don't think. That is our foreign policy. That is the foreign policy effort. And the journalists are encouraged to continually make you not say enough is enough, right? Because you're supposed to feel bad. The article goes on to say, back in November, the UK defense ministry suggested that Russia's economy was at risk of overheating due to increased military spending, shortages in the labor market, and growing inflation. Contrary to expectations, recent data suggests Russia's economy continues to grow, fueled by increased spending on defense and the military. Which brings me to the understanding of why they did not want people like me, they call us all Russian puppets, to even suggest that something weird was going on in that region, that it was very obvious that we were working with a corrupt oligarch, President Zelensky. I notoriously and passionately said right off the bat that if there was one person that I could punch straight in the face and get away with it, it would be President Zelensky, who very clearly sees America as a slave nation. You guys are supposed to get to work, you're supposed to be enslaved, and ask zero questions about why it is that you can't afford uh, the grocery store prices, but he is now a billionaire. He's a billionaire because that's where your foreign aid is going. And nobody understood this more than Tucker Carlson, who is now in the news because he currently is in Russia. Now, why is the mainstream media freaking out about that? Why were they always freaking out about the plausibility of a, and a journalist going out to Russia that they couldn't control? Remember this, when Tucker was on Fox News and he said that the NSA began spying on him when they found out that he was looking to interview Putin? Take a listen. The Biden administration's largest intelligence gathering agency, the NSA, had been reading my private emails. Even saying that out loud is weird. It's one of those segments we never thought we would do ever. But the country has changed that much that fast. And honestly, the whole thing was kind of shocking. 
The government was spying on us? Come on. It seemed crazy. But it's true. Yesterday, we learned that sources in the so-called intelligence community told at least one reporter in Washington what was in those emails, my emails. There was nothing scandalous in there, thank God. We're happy to report that. Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help get us an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I told nobody I was doing this other than my executive producer, Justin Wells. I learned from a whistleblower that the NSA planned to leak the contents of those emails to media outlets. Why would they do that? Well, the point, of course, was to paint me as a disloyal American, a Russian operative, been called that before, a stooge of the Kremlin, a traitor doing the bidding of a foreign adversary. And of course, I'm the hardly the only person who has been accused of those things in the last several years. We've seen this movie several times now. Sure, you can't have a democracy in a place where unaccountable spy agencies keep people in line by leaking the contents of their emails, discrediting them with their own emails, which they thought were private. You can't, it doesn't work if you allow that. So gratefully, an NSA whistleblower told Tucker Carlson that they were planning the Department of Justice to attack his character, to make people disbelieve whatever it was that he was going to find out from President Putin. And of course, if we were telling the truth about what was going on in that region, they wouldn't be doing that. They didn't want Tucker to go there. In fact, from what I heard privately, the reason that Fox News eventually got rid of Tucker, who was their top performing program, Tucker Carlson Tonight, was because of his commentary regarding Ukraine, because he was asking specific questions. That is how hard that they are trying to protect this narrative regarding what is happening in Ukraine and Russia, despite all of these lies suddenly being unveiled. So you can imagine the absolute meltdown that ensued over the weekend when people realized that Tucker touched down in Moscow. They are already full force, the neocons and the liberals, trying to say that Tucker is a traitor. Look at this. This is a tweet from Adam Kinzinger. He wrote, he is a traitor. Following behind this, and this tweet was just flat out bizarre, when somebody asked the question, will you watch this interview, Steve Deese replied, sadly, I cannot, for we must dutifully charge the fentanyl coming over our own border and dare not discuss anything outside of our country until that problem is solved. I was reliably informed last year when perhaps our most strategic ally was attacked by Muslim savages. So he's referring to the fact that Tucker said that we shouldn't be sending over aid, obviously, to Israel or Ukraine when our border is wide open. But why would him going to speak to Vladimir Putin conflict with that? We still believe that, obviously, as Americans. We need to defend our borders, not the borders of other nations. If you're America first. If you're not, I can see that might be problematic. Gary Kasparov, the co-founder of World Liberty Congress, jumped in as well. And he said, interviewing a genocidal dictator like Putin isn't contributing anything but more lies and propaganda, nothing but poison. It's only revealing about Tucker in case anyone still doubted that he's a willing Kremlin tool like his idol, Trump. So yeah, they are very upset about this, which is a strong departure from what they've said in the past when, quote unquote, journalists went over to interview people in the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Vice News had done that in the past. We also know that Dan Rather interviewed Saddam Hussein in 1990. John Miller interviewed Osama bin Laden in 1998. Sean Penn interviewed El Chapo in 2015. And none of these people were accused of being traitors. Why is that? Well, you guys, I think you know the answer to that. The answer is Operation Mockingbird. The answer is that the Department of Justice controls the majority of the journalists. That is the reason why they are freaking out about platforms like X. 
They have been controlling your thoughts and your ideas for a very long time. And Tucker going over to speak to Russians about what's going on, to see how they are living, to be able to put eyes in Russia and to tell you what's actually happening represents an existential crisis to them. What would happen if Americans truly understood how their tax-paying dollars were being spent overseas? What would happen if we no longer relied upon the mainstream narrative to tell us that everything was going well and that our spending was meaningful? What would happen if we woke up to the fact that this money is just being laundered over and over and over again? That's a, a big question. I think the answer to that question would be something really good might happen. We might start demanding that we stop engaging in these military industrial complex wars. Because as I said, all they are doing is funneling money back to themselves and keeping a certain class of people rich while the rest of Americans suffer. And that's all I'm going to say about that. We're experiencing a lot of global instability as we plunge into the new year. How do you protect your family in the midst of all of this chaos? A great place to start is by protecting your savings. It's not too late to invest in gold with Birch Gold Group today. Unlike many other investments, gold can act as a safe haven investment during turbulent times by providing a hedge against inflation and economic uncertainty. Birch Gold will help you convert your existing IRA or your 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it will cost you nothing out of pocket. While diversification does not eliminate risk entirely, Birch Gold's experts can help you manage and reduce, providing a more resilient foundation for your financial well-being. Talk to one of their trusted experts today. Just text Candice to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold has been the exclusive gold company of a daily wire for the past seven years. Text Candice to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. That's Candice to 989898. Okay, now it's time for some topics du jour. All right, so I hope you're listening to this at work because there are people who need your money, people that are not in your family. Uh, namely, by the way, if you are an American, there's a lot of money that's going to migrants. They need stuff. You're not going to believe this story coming out of New York City. Actually, you will. I think now we're past the stage where we don't believe it anymore. Um, so Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has decided that $53 million need to go onto prepaid credit cards, prepaid debit cards, pardon, uh, and be given to migrants to buy food and baby supplies. Because what happened was the city was providing these migrants meals, and the migrants were like, we don't like these meals. We want to decide what we want to eat all by ourselves. So the city said, okay, um, you don't like what we're giving you? Okay, so we will just give you prepaid debit cards and you can decide what you want to eat. If you think I'm lying, I'm not. This is real. The pilot program is being rolled out at Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan with 500 families that are involved. A family of four will get a card loaded with $1,000 a month, equivalent to $35 a day. Now, the city is saying that they only want these cards to be used at bodegas, supermarkets, and delis. And they're going to make the migrants sign an affidavit agreeing that that's how they'll spend their money. And then, they, of course, they have, they have no way to track it. They, they'll have no idea because it's a prepaid debit card. But, hey, trust the migrants. Sure, they broke the law and came into this country, and they're continuing to break other laws in this country. But definitely, once you get them to sign an affidavit agreeing that they are going to spend taxpayers' dollars at a bodega 
and they're only going to use it on food, we can totally trust them. Yeah, I don't really know what to say uh, other than you should still feel bad for these people. And here's another person that you should feel bad for. Illegal migrants in New York City, by the way, his name is John Boada. He's 22 years old, and he beats down a New York City police officer. It was caught on camera, by the way. Take a look. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's illegal immigrants. Their faces are covered. They are kicking this police officer on the ground. I'm not exactly sure what could have led to this, but if you are a migrant and this is your country that you came to to start a new life because you're just so poor and they just want opportunities just like Americans, yet this is not really the vibe. So in case you're wondering what happened to him, you would go, oh, he must be in so much trouble. He must be in prison. Oh, we must have deported him. Wrong. That's not what we do here. We still feel bad for him. So John Boada, after he made bail, he was immediately released back onto the streets of New York City. And he had some choice words for the cameras that were waiting outside. Take a look. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Oh, my gosh. I just realized that I said he was released after making bail. No, he was released without bail. There's no bail. He's illegal. Why would he, we don't want him to pay bail. He's going to use, use his prepaid debit card. That's ridiculous. Just release him right back onto the streets. That's what we're doing at the border. It's just, you know, catch and release policy. Why not do it in New York City? And what did he have to say for himself? F you. That's what he wants you guys to know. He's 22 years old. He wants you guys to know, F you. Yes, I just beat up one of your police officers. Who cares? And I, what can I say to counter that? If this is going to be our perspective as Americans, that we are not going to stand up for ourselves, that we are not going to expect the government to stand up for us, and we're going to continue to allow them to rake us over the coals financially for projects like this, trying to delude us into believing that these people just want an opportunity, then at the end of the day, you get what you deserve. You get who you vote for. And New York City is definitely recognizing that at this moment. I do have to ask the question, if you are a person watching the show and you live in New York City, how do you pay taxes? I just would never. I, I would pick up my family and move anywhere else. To just see somebody with that perspective and to know that they're going to keep spending your money while you go to work, I, I don't know. I guess you guys, are, you guys are built different than I am. All right, guys, let's move on regarding another topic. So a girl, and she's not the only one, by the way. We've been covering this extensively. A lot of young women who are now in the workforce, that promised feminist dream, Feminist glory. You're going to love it. You're going to be just like men. Male parody is what we want. We want to work 40 hours a week. Yeah, they're kind of figuring out that that's not really that great. You're not making that much money. You're working a lot of hours. You don't have that much time for yourself. And they are sharing their feelings with the internet because that's what you're supposed to do on TikTok. You're supposed to trauma dump. And she is dumping some of this trauma, but I'm glad she is. Take a listen to this young woman. Why is it that... I have to work 40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live. So I work 40 hours a week so I can have a two-bedroom apartment and an extra $300 a month. So not only do I not have any extra money, but just working makes me so exhausted. 
and I, I don't want to do that anymore, right? Like, I don't care how poor and miserable I would have to be, but I literally can't have a place to live without this, you know? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not, I'm not made for this. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are making fun of her, but I feel her. I feel like we should answer her question. She is asking why, right? Why is this the circumstance? Well, the answer, sweetheart, is because big, bold, bad feminists came before you and insisted that women could be just like men. You know, we obviously are not just like men. We are different entirely from men, right? We are symbiotic with men, but our roles in life are not meant to be the same. And I'm speaking strictly biologically. Men are wired different than women. Feminists came around and they kind of transgendered people in the mind. They brainwashed women to believing that they could be just like men. Here, take a birth control pill. You won't get pregnant. You can instead go to work, right? Work just alongside your male counterparts. And women are realizing that despite this dream that's sold to you, despite being propagandized in the school system, it's going to be so great. This is about freedom. That actually women are kind of miserable, that maybe Mother Nature had some things right. Maybe just the ability to be able to have children, you know, to be able to feed children naturally from your body it means, call me crazy, that you might be more naturally inclined <laughs> to raise children. That's what I recognize, that I know what to do with the kids in a way that does not come as naturally to my husband. When talking about infants, women just know what to do. But you say these things and the feminists go, oh, how dare you say that? Men should, men should be doing the exact same work. Okay, they can. Yeah, sure, you could beat it into a guy's head and say, no, you must raise infants at home every day. But it's not what comes naturally to them, right? And so, yes, we should instead answer her question. What's interesting is that my colleague, Matt Walsh, who's always on Trouble on X, formerly Twitter, answered her. He responded to her, and this is what he had to say. He wrote, honestly, boggles my mind that so many people think 40 hours of work a week is a lot. That leaves you at least five or six waking hours a day during the week to yourself and two full days on the weekend. How much more free time do you really think you should have? How interesting. Matt Walsh is a man. So yes, it comes naturally to him. I, I find that men are able to do the same thing day in and day out like warriors. It's, it's, they're just biologically predisposed to doing these sorts of things. And women, when you see them in a household, you see that the multitasking, the way that a woman is able to deal with a child that is screaming while also handling other things, just it, we are designed in that way and in that capacity. And unfortunately, women are not willing to just let go of this feminist narrative and to recognize that nothing that feminists convinced us of actually makes us happy today, right? It might help you pay your bills, bare minimum, but if we were looking before the explosion of second wave feminism, that young woman would likely have found a partner, right? She would likely have already been married. She may have one kid. They told you that that was prison. Oh my gosh, why would you want that? That's absolute prison. One man going to work would have been enough because women were not yet in the labor force to support an entire family based on his income alone. And that was a different existence and a different world 
But if you ask me, quite frankly, women were happier when I think about that, okay? My grandmother was not crying every day on TikTok, or obviously didn't have TikTok, but crying every day about the stresses of what it was like to raise her children. She stayed at home, she raised her kids, she made dinner every single night, and that stuff made her whole. It's, it's just a complete reversal of the roles. Matt added on to the commentary saying this. He wrote, of course, the reason you see women in these videos so often is that most women don't actually want to work professional careers at all, but they've been pushed into this direction by society. But even so, we should be clear that taking care of children will mean working more than 40 hours a week, a lot more. Life is work no matter how you slice it, suck it up and deal with it. Yes, but it's different kinds of work, right? It is a different kind of work when I spend the entire day fully exhausted by my children. Obviously, I have three of them now, and the oldest is three. It's exhausting, but it's a different kind of work because it's rewarding, and I know what to do, and I am getting a sort of feedback that, for me, is so much more rewarding than you would get in the climate of an office. And maybe the feedback that a man gets when he climbs a corporate ladder you know, feels like he's going out to war and conquering. But these are things, again, that we should be willing to talk about, that we should be willing to acknowledge. Is it every single woman that feels this overwhelmed? No. But it is, in my view, a large majority of women who are feeling dissatisfied and are unwilling to look at the fact that it is our own fault for grabbing on to a radical feminist movement. Not our fault, because we were younger and it happened before we were born, but we're still embracing those ideas and looking down upon women who are finally saying, no, thank you. We shouldn't look down upon them. I think that's the direction that we need to head toward. But enough about that. Now let's get into some of your comments regarding episodes past. This one I personally pulled because it's just so ridiculous. What is wrong with you guys? I constantly have to check my outfits because there's always one person who will be like, what is that a symbol for? And this mama-loving life essentials wrote, Candace's shirt looks suspiciously satanic. Am I really the only one who noticed? Yes, you really are the only one who noticed. This is the shirt that I was wearing, just to be clear, on Friday. It's a white button-down that I got when I was in Madrid last year. It is literally a white button-down that has some crochet going on in the corner. I, what, what is wrong with you? How, do you? how could you possibly make that satanic? Work on yourself, mama-loving essentials. You got to work on yourself, girlfriend. Shifting gears here, the topic regarding sexy red, the not-so-sexy red, and tracing who is distributing this kind of filth. This person writes, sexy red is a clear example of how much porn has rotted and decayed society. Yes, we do not talk enough about pornography. We do not talk enough about the purveyors of pornography, people that profit from pornography. We will save that conversation for another day. Jazsha writes, I'm a black 64-year-old. The blacks of today are not the black people of the past. My mom is 97. And when I look at the pictures of the women back then, oh my God, their hair and the way that they were dressed was amazing. Even in the midst of dealing with racism, they carried themselves with a dignity and self-respect our people don't do these days. As a young woman riding the bus, brothers would offer us their seats. Also, they wouldn't use profanity around us. Yes, everything has fallen from there. And yes, a large part of this also has to do not just with pornography, but the embracing of pornography by feminists, like talking about this being sexual freedom on that same topic, right? You're, you have women that are like, yes, to be sexually free, have multiple partners. Now women are crying because men don't want to get married because sex used to be an offering that men had to work for. They don't have to work for it anymore because it's everywhere. Women are literally selling them body, selling their bodies online on OnlyFans. And so, yes, modern society, there is a lot that is going on, but I always return to the ills of the feminist movement and 
please, I just plead with women that are watching the show, let it go. This is why I never want to be a feminist. It's, it's rotten to its core. It's always been rotten and it has not served us. Goaded writes, the crazy thing is the majority of black people don't want this. I agree with that. And that is why it is so important for me to always say this is not black culture. Those that embrace this and call it black culture are backwards. You have to acknowledge no matter what culture you are from when it develops a cancer cell. And you have so many people that want to be relevant, want to be cool, and don't want to be called names. They'll be like, oh, no, this isn't a problem. This is just like, you know, whatever. It's happening. No, it's not whatever. It is problematic. I want to call out that cancer cell and say that we don't want it to spread to the rest of the body. That's what we should be doing. And that's why I will continue to do when it comes to black culture and American culture and female culture. Just have the willingness to say the truth. Crypto Six writes, black culture went from Aretha Franklin, the Commodores, the Temptations, Stevie Wonder, to this degeneracy. Yes, I believe that we produce some of the most amazing talent in black America, uh, whether it's we're talking about athletics, whether we are talking about music. I mean, you, you Whitney Houston, th- that voice, we, we will never hear that again, ever. And yet, rather than saying this should be the standard we say, okay, well, Sexy Red is here, and that's not a problem, too. It's just a different kind of talent. No, it's not talent. It's just generosity on full display, and it will inspire more generosity. Last couple of comments pertaining to Ayanna Presley. She's a congresswoman who thinks it's racist if you don't allow people to steal from your stores and you instead shutter your doors. Truth be told, writes, not only did Walgreens lose money, but the employees were endangered. Yes, that's another aspect. Why would you want to risk having your company be robbed, looted, and have an employee that could potentially lose their life? Obviously, that is not a risk worth taking if you are an employer. Another person writes, Walgreens is not a nonprofit or government-run store. A business has zero obligation to stay open if they are losing money. Yes, and also to be clear, even if they were a nonprofit, they do not have to allow people to steal from them. Why would even a not-profit say, yeah, we're totally fine with the fact that we received all of these donations and now what we create is just going to be stolen from people? It just is not fair. It's ludicrous. And Ayanna Presley simply is not that bright. Or she's just a bad faith actor. There are tons of those going around. Social media companies get to decide what content is suitable for the users on their platforms and censor content that they don't want on there. You should get to decide what you want to read or watch, not them. Well, here's one thing that you can control, their access to your data. And for that, I use ExpressVPN. The problem with big tech companies is that they not only censor what you read, but also track what you do online, what you search for, the videos you watch, and everything that you click. They use this data to serve your targeted ads and match your activity to your offline identity using your device's unique IP address. When I use ExpressVPN, these companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity becomes masked and anonymized by their secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data to protect from hackers. ExpressVPN's software takes just one minute to set up on your computer or phone. Then, the tap of one button, you are protected. It's time to take back your privacy at expressvpn.com slash Candice. By visiting my special link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. And who doesn't like to save money? Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Candice. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. We will, of course, see you tomorrow for a brand new episode. 